Blake Chapel went missing on October 16, 2011. He had been to prom with his girlfriend, and in the early hours of the next morning, he snuck into his girlfriend's bedroom through her window. After getting busted by her grandma, he went back out the window and disappeared. His body was found in a nearby creek on December 19, 2011. His case remains unsolved. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hello. Dare I ask, how's it going? It's hot. (laughs) I'm going to whine. I'm fine. It's going fine. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I'm looking at these little ringlets on my neck like, oh yeah, it's hot. Yeah. (laughs) It's effing hot is how it is. It's fine, actually. It is. Yeah, Glad we're in this it. weird uh, cloud cover, smoke cover, because there Imagine. are fires yeah. burning all around us. And, yeah, you know, like not to we're not at risk or anything like it's not that close, but, uh, you know, or throughout the West and in this area in some places, too. But um, you can't see the sun. You cannot uh, see the sky, really. Uh, it's the still light is hell, sort of but... red, like everything has this mm-hmm. reddish tinge we get this every year during fire season it's weird well they're starting to cut grain too and Mm -hmm. when they cut grain that puts a lot of dust in the air and that contributes to the uh, ominous skies we have right now so everything's just a little yeah reddish or even greenish outside it's just ominous looking yeah it is it's weird it's weird Mm -hmm. We get this inversion that will like suck all the smoke from the from the fires all around the West, mm-hmm. right on top of us for yeah. a while. Sucks yeah. for us people with asthma. I've been staying out of it as much as possible because this mm-hmm. will be like the worst time of year for me. But you know, mm-hmm. other than yeah. that, I'm great because you know what this week is? Shark Week. Meets shark Week. I love Shark Week. I'm terrified of sharks and fascinated by sharks i have this weird shark thing but i love shark week shark we've thing. been having what shark, shark thing. thing yeah i do i do i have this weird love hate relationship with sharks considering that i live in idaho that is particularly weird but it is what it is but it's shark week and i've been watching some really fun stuff and learning some new things and yeah i just love it so well, cool. I, shark Week is an awesome week. Yeah. I have not because I don't care about Shark Week, but I'm glad <laughs> that you do and that you're having fun. <laughs> We're having a blast. And actually, we have uh, Discovery Plus. And with Discovery Plus, you can access, what is this year, the 21st Shark Week, I think. I think it started in 2000. So you can actually access all of the Shark Week shows from the beginning. Wow. Through now, you know what I ought to do is some kind of unsolved shark crime. Ooh. I smell a pop-up coming. Yes. Watch for that this weekend. I can't guarantee, but I will do some research, you guys. I would love to be able to fit Shark Week Shark Week into my pop-up this week. 
I will die laughing if you do that. You're going to do that. I can tell. I'm already. probably going to do it. Yeah, I'm probably going to figure something out. Some so. weird ass case where they like found a shark and they cut it open for whatever reason. And it had like a half a foot inside of it. And they never found the body. Or maybe they did find the body and they don't know because it looks like it was actually dead before the shark ate the body. And, you know. Or they don't know who it is. Or, yeah, there's something. Familial DNA solved the case. Unsolved shark crime yeah. or, yeah, something. Um, yes. watch for that at the end of the week you guys because i love shark week because this shark dork is going to bring it to you yes. i'm a massive shark dork it is so true i love it yeah well well that intro broke my heart that yeah. that boy's eyes and his face i is actually brought me beauty? to tears yeah, he is beautiful. Yeah, if you're if you're not watching this on video, come over to our YouTube channel and watch the intro that played for the show because it shows some pictures of Blake. This is mm -hmm. the story of Blake Chapel, and this is a cold read for Katie. Mm -hmm. So we're just gonna take a. I'm gonna give you lay the story out for you, which won't take long. Because, um, there are quite a few things known leading up, and so I'm gonna tell you about that. There's some weird stuff that no one's been able to fully answer. So here's the story. This all started on October 15th of 2011. And this was a Saturday. Mm -hmm. And this was uh, homecoming at East Coweta High. And this is in Georgia. So... Um, that afternoon... Blake and his mom went to pick out a tie for the dance because Blake had a date with his girlfriend, Rian. And apparently Blake went into Kohl's and he was texting ties, pictures of ties to his girlfriend so that she could tell him which one to buy to see which one would match her dress, which I just think is so funny because I know some teenage boys and they would totally do that. Yes. The other funny thing is he didn't know and how to tie a tie. Definitely should do that because who the hell knows what they'll show up with. I yes. know some random That's a will decision. not. Match. Mm -hmm. It was super funny also because he actually had a clerk in the store help him tie the tie because he didn't know how because this was not something he normally did. Sure. Oh, that's um, so sweet. Yeah, very sweet. So then Melissa, Blake's mom, mm -hmm. took him over to Rion's house and. Uh, about 5.30 p.m., Shannon, who is Rian's mom, uh, took them to a restaurant called Tokyo's for dinner. Wait, how old was Blake? Blake was 16. Okay. I think 16. Okay. So they went to eat sushi because Rian, the girlfriend, loves sushi. So they went for sushi. Then... Um, and I, this, the whole thing is so cute because the moms are doing the driving and everyone's, you know, it, it, uh, it's sweet. There yeah. was a lot of stuff happening to make sure that nothing happened to these kids, to be perfectly yeah. honest. So we're Rian, with these kids. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. So Rian's mom picks him up from the restaurant and, and then takes him to the dance. So Blake is dressed in his in black pants and he has uh, Ralph Lauren shoes on with white lettering on the sides and he has on a black shirt, but under it he has an undershirt on. You know, he's kind of trying to do the real dress up thing. Uh -huh. And yeah. then he's got his fancy tie that he bought that matched her dress. 
So uh, Rian, the girlfriend, says that they danced a lot. And they had a really fun time. Uh, Blake got real sweaty and took off his black shirt and tie. Um, so they did a lot of dancing, hung out with friends. There are photos of them together that showed up on social media pages. They stayed to the at, at the dance till about 1030. And then Rion's mom came and got them and took them back to Rion's house where they watched a movie. And then... Um, oh, in typical teenager fashion, Blake left his black button-up shirt and tie in, um, Rion's kitchen. Oh, sure. Because, yes. of course, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There so, are still clothes at my house from my kids' friends who no one can even claim or know who they belong to. This doesn't right? surprise me at all. Yes. No, no, none of this. I'm like, this is such a teenage boy. This is mm-hmm. just... A teenage boy doing teenage boy stuff, right? 100%. So then Shannon takes him, takes Blake to his friend Austin's house. So there was kind of a plan for Blake to spend the night there after mm-hmm. the dance. So once he um, got there to, to uh, Austin's house, he called his mom to tell her that he was there at Austin's and he was staying over. Mm-hmm. And she said that she asked him, you know, how it went. And he said, it was awesome. I had the best day of my life. We danced all night. Oh. Yeah. So they decided that he could stay there at Austin's house, but he was not to leave the house. Yes. Blake had a little trouble with wandering, had kind of taken off a few times, took a few days to come back. There had been a few problems with Blake. And so she was like, okay. You can stay there, but you cannot leave that house, right? Mm-hmm. She also said that he called me mama and said, I love you and we'll call you tomorrow. So then what happened is that he told his friend Austin. He hung out at Austin's house for a while. Then he tells his friend Austin that he... Oh, they walk to a convenience store because they're going to try to buy cigarettes, even though they're underage. Because, of course, they were 16, 17-year-old boys, dumb stuff. Well, they get their stores closed. Mm -hmm. So they go back to Austin's house. And then Blake's been texting his girlfriend, Rian. And he says, I'm going to walk over to Rian's house. Well, you know, he obviously misplaced his shirt. Mm-hmm. So this is where things get a little bit confusing and the timeline gets confusing. So this is very early in the morning. This is like 4, 4.30 a.m. So Austin gives him a jacket and says, here, wear this so you don't get cold when you walk over there. Mm-hmm. And he goes to bed because he's like, dude, I'm tired. I don't, you know, he also gives him a key. Says, mm-hmm. here, this is how to get back into the house when you come back. So Blake walks to Rion's house, which is, it's a couple of miles away. And he had texted her and told her he was coming, but she was kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And sort of went to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was tired. Everyone was like, was are you wandering yeah. around in the middle of the night? Mm-hmm. So he shows up and climbs in through her bedroom window and startles the heck out of her. She didn't really think that he was going to do that. Mm-hmm. So I guess... They were laying on her bed talking about the dance and her grandma comes in 
and oh. busts him. And so he hurries and gets out of the house as quickly as he can back through the window. Mm-hmm. And then he starts texting Rian, I'm so sorry, please tell your mom, you know, like, I don't want this to mess up our relationship, whatever mm-hmm. kinds of things. And so there's quite a bit of texting that goes on back and forth between the two of them. So the other weird thing was that he wasn't wearing the jacket. When he got there, he wasn't wearing the jacket that Austin had loaned him. He was actually wearing one of his own hoodies. It was a white Aeropostale hoodie. And um, Austin actually said that he never got that jacket back. No one ever even knows what happened to it. Wow. Okay. So Blake, um, you know, he says some things to Rion that she reported that seem a little strange and and maybe we're just taking them out of context, but he tells her that he loves her and he loves her no matter what, even no matter what happens in the future. I, I want you to know I love you. And so he goes out that bedroom window and nobody ever hears from him again. He just disappears off the face of the earth. So he had a cell phone. So think about this is 2011. So this is like a flip phone, probably. Mm-hmm. It only had a text plan. It doesn't have a calling plan. So he's texting Rion and texting Rion's mom, apologizing. I'm really sorry. I, I screwed up. I shouldn't have come in. I, you know, anyway. So there's a bunch of apology texting and stuff. And then the texting just stops. And literally no one knows where he is. So when nobody can find him the next morning, then some searching starts happening. The friends start searching. Uh, Finally, a call is made to his mother like, hey, by the way, we don't know where he is. And so everybody is searching and they're searching this whole area. One of his last texts said that he was near a bridge and they kind of figure out what bridge that probably is. And so they're... um, they're searching and they're searching and searching and they find nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, the police get involved. They do a bunch more searching. They search this whole area. Apparently there's kind of a, a there's a creek and kind of a bit of a wooded area. Nothing. Literally just they don't find anything. Um, over time, there are a few suspects including Rion's father. We know that Rion's father was gone at the time. He said he was out. He rents. Okay, this is Georgia. We live in such a different place. He rents property that he can hunt on. Okay. So it's almost hunting season. And he says that he's gone to set up his blind. Now, it's early, and so apparently the rule is that if you show up on your property to hunt with a, or with a gun early, you can lose your right to, you can lose your permit, and you can, you know, lose sure. everything okay. and be in big trouble. So there was some question about why he would be out there so early, because it was a little too early, but he said that's where he was. He was polygraphed, and he did pass the polygraph. Well, I mean, he could surely be out there setting up his blind without his gun. You know, he could have. Be, he could have been. Just knowing that the hunters around here do that, you know, before hunting season starts. 
they, they go out and set up their blinds and you know right sometimes scope out where they're gonna go and stuff mm-hmm. like that so kind of I, mark I feel their territory yeah, yeah. Much, yeah right yeah so that's that's possible but there was a question about him because Blake was in some trouble because he was caught oh so he was 17 that's right he wasn't 16 he was 17 he was caught with a girl from another county who was 16 and in Georgia at the time 17 was considered of age and 16 was underage Oh, okay. And he was in some trouble for that and was even going to have to go to court potentially. Okay. Ultimately, the uh, prosecutor actually dropped the case and the girl said she ran away voluntarily. And anyway, it wasn't anything except that the stepdad basically said, if I ever see you again, I'm going to tear you limb from limb. Mm-hmm. So they did, I assume, look into the stepdad. So there's very little publicly reported about the actual investigation into Blake's death. It's rumored that there have been three suspects, all of whom have been ruled out. My assumption is that that is Rian's dad, the stepdad of this other girl. Who's the other person? Don't know. I don't know. Um, there were questions about why did he have his hoodie, which was actually in his backpack, at Austin's house, where did the jacket go that he had of Austin's? We don't know. Okay. He was found floating in a creek in between Rian's house and Austin's house in December, on December 19th. So almost exactly two months later, little, you know, a little bit more than two months later. And he was only wearing like an undershirt and boxer shorts. So the rest of his clothes were missing. They never did find any of those clothes. Um, He was badly decomposed, as you can imagine, but they did identify him by jewelry that he was wearing and a tattoo that he had. But once they found his body, they really had nothing else other than those three potential suspects of which the, you know, the, basically the, the official word is they've ruled all three of them out. And so they don't actually have any suspects that can be, um, you know, that are viable at this point. So he has been gone for 10 years and there's really no, there's been no movement in a long time Mm -hmm. in his case. So I would like us to take a little break. And when we come back, Katie, I'd like you to give us a cold read on what happened to Blake Chapel, who killed him, whatever you get. Okay. Okay. We'll be right back. And we're back. And this is the Blake Chapel case. And we know that Blake Chapel went missing in October of 2011, and his body was found in December of 2011 and that is about all that we know so katie what do you think happened to blake okay well i feel like when he was done at rion's you know obviously he was walking for a while i feel like he was just walking upset and you know knew he screwed up and didn't uh he was really worried about rion being in trouble 
because he was really trying to take responsibility and make sure she wasn't in trouble for what he did and, you know, talking to her mom and, you know, and whatnot. I, I feel like he walked for quite a ways and, but I really feel like he ended up either in a car or talking to a car that was along the road. I feel like somebody pulled up while he was walking that he was talking, talking to, to. A but a car. Yes. A person in a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like somebody. Pulled yeah. Up I know. He was... <laughs> in a car. I'm assuming. I feel like he was talking to somebody that pulled up uh, in a car. I don't think it was somebody that he knew. I don't think that any of the people that they interviewed had anything to do with it. I don't, it doesn't read for me at all okay. that, that they did. Uh, I was curious about who the third suspect was. I feel like that one was a little further uh, stretch away from him and was just somebody in the area that uh, they suspected because they, uh, you know, were causing trouble in the area. I don't feel like it was, mm-hmm. it was nothing, you know, but uh, they mm-hmm. were trying to interview people, you know, they were trying to get something going and, and answer some questions. But at any rate, mm-hmm. I don't think it was any of them. I feel like he did end up getting in a car with somebody and that he was, uh, I think at this point he was really, really tired. You know, you consider he's probably been up for close to 24 hours at this point. Right. Yeah. And I feel like he was not in a good place. He was really upset. He was really worried. And I feel like he got in a car with somebody just, uh, I'm not really sure why he got in the car with them. I don't know if he knows why he got in the car with them, but I feel like this was somebody that he did not know. And at some point he decided to get out of the car and he he struggled with them because they weren't going to let him out of the car. Mm -hmm. I feel like he got pretty belligerent in the car and scuffled with them. And that that's how he got killed. He was shot. And I think that they threw him in the crick and he ended up hung up on something for a while, maybe, you know, under the water where they didn't find his body for a while. And mm-hmm. then it decomposed enough that it broke loose. And then they finally did find him floating. Sure. Why didn't he have his clothes on? I feel like they took his clothes. I can't shake the feeling that this has something to do with drugs, not on his end, but the end of the person he got in the car with. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the people. I'm really wondering if there was someone in the back seat. It just feels to me like he ended up talking to some people who weren't uh, sane and in a good place. And he wasn't sane and in a good place. He was kind of uh, hysterical and not in a good spot. And so I feel like these were not people that are actually necessarily from his direct area. I feel like they were more passing through. Um, I do feel like it was two men in their 20s. I don't know why they shot him. I I don't know why I feel like they were hassling with him because he was acting really erratic. He wanted out of the car. They didn't want to let him out of the car. It was almost like a, a bullying kind of thing at that point. And one of them did have a gun and they scuffled with him and shot him. I feel like somebody's car has blood in it or had blood in it from this, but, uh, I feel like after they killed him, they panicked. And again, they put him in a waterway where he ended up kind of down under stuck in some brush and stuff until he ended up coming out. Again, I feel like they took his clothes. I feel like it had something to do with some idea that they had that it was uh, 
make him harder to identify or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. It, 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 it's hard to base any of this in reason and logic because I don't think that the people that uh, killed him were acting in reason and logic. And I don't mm-hmm. think he was either. Yeah. And so it's kind of an oil and uh, gas kind of situation or a gas and a flame kind of situation between the mm-hmm. two of them. So, but yeah, I feel like they took his clothes. His clothes were disposed of in a dumpster in another town because they were, they drove away, you know? Yeah. And I feel like wherever, uh, you know, they went, I feel like his clothes were dumped like a hundred miles away in a dumpster and nobody ever would have been the wiser. Sure. But, uh, which is too bad because had they found them, you know, but again, why they leave his jewelry on him and take his clothes. It doesn't make sense, but this is nonsensical. I feel like they were, you know, stoned to the bone and he was all upset and freaked out and nobody was making like solid decisions. Right. Uh, I feel like they both know damn well they did this. I think that they're both, you know, going to cover for each other. And if these two aren't brothers, they're like best friends that are like brothers. They're really, really close. Mm-hmm. But again, they're not from his town. Okay. I feel like they're from a few towns over. I do feel like they're probably from Georgia. However, okay. I mean, they're not like from out of state. They're just not from that direct area. Sure. Um, will they ever catch him? I think it's possible. I do. This is one of those times that I think it's possible that somebody will squeal to avoid getting in trouble for something else or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's possible that they mm-hmm. will, somebody will finally spill their guts and tell somebody what happened to Blake. But that that's my read. That's what I feel like happened. And again, I know that's messy. Uh, it is messy because you can't yeah. make a whole lot of sense out of nonsensical behavior. And that's what was happening here. Yeah. I, I agree that it just feels like there's so much chaos around this. Mm-hmm. Um, the family. Hmm? Sorry, the family was. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, you go. You go. When they stopped and talked to him, he was like, he was talking to them. You know, he's like, "Oh man, I'm in so much trouble. I really screwed up." And they're like, "Oh, get in the car and talk to it. Let's talk." You know, you know how when people are drunk, they're like, "You're my best friend." You know, it was kind of that energy that they're like, "Get in the car with us. Let's talk." Let's. Mm-hmm. you know you're our friend now kind of shit and he was so tired and upset he was so it, tired and upset and these guys were being nice to him and he was looking for a solution so we got in the car with them you know yeah but then uh then they got mean and when he wanted to get out they didn't want to let him out and mm-hmm. it's kind of that energy of like bullying your little brother you know what mm-hmm. i mean like, yeah you know you get the not me, but you know, you get your little brother in the car and you know, lock the doors and drive too fast and scare him or something like that. That's how it feels. Like they were kind of bullying him and turned on him, and he got really upset. And mm-hmm. anyway, they ended up shooting him. It's awful. It is awful. His his family has been pretty convinced that it was someone local, someone that knew him that did this. The police have been not so sure. Mm-hmm. And there's really been a lot of question. Um they have interviewed 50 different people um, for this case. And this is a small area, you know, and they didn't get any closer to an answer. And I, and I feel like what you're saying makes a lot of sense because they wouldn't. Like yeah. they're not going to interview these people because they're not even there. 
they this happened, they dumped him and they left. And there was never any actual connection between the two of them or between the three of them. And I feel like that that makes a huge amount of sense. I hope that they do, that someone does finally give the other one up or something, because this is, you know, his poor mom oh, my has been through hell. Yeah. Just well, and just all of his family and his friend's family and his girlfriend's family, everybody, oh, you know, this is, yeah. this has had a huge impact on their community. And then, you know, to think that a kid could go walking early in the morning like that somewhere and disappear and be murdered, you know, it's, you know, one of those things where people are like, oh, that doesn't happen in our community, you know, and, and it yeah. really did. Yeah. So. Uh. Just yeah. so sad. And it's so sad just looking at him going, yeah, he was 16. He made some bad decisions. That's what 16 year olds do. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was just yeah, dumb and, and, you know, interesting on his mom's part that she was like, okay, you can stay there, but don't you go anywhere. Don't you leave yeah. that house. Mm -hmm. Moms know, you know, he had some impulse issues though. You know, he had some it, issues. He did. And they'd him. had some problems and, you know, yeah. he disappeared before for like a night or something. And so his brother had said that, you know, initially, yes, we were worried, but we weren't like, oh my God, he's never coming home worried because right. he's done this before. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, he didn't come back this time. That's just yeah. so sad. Yeah. Oh, it's heartbreaking. It really is. And yeah. just to think about how many lives were so affected by this. Oh yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Well, thank you for that read. I really yeah. appreciate that. And we send um, all of our love to Blake's family and friends and community. And, you know, fingers crossed that this gets solved so that there is some closure for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, you guys, this is our Tuesday case. We will be back tomorrow on Wednesday with another new case. And then we'll be back Wednesday night for our live case updates. That's a live stream at 7 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. And then we'll be back again on Thursday for another live stream on Facebook and YouTube that is the Psychic Hour. Yeah. And then watch for some kind of shark-related true crime pop-up from me over the weekend because now you've got my wheels turning. I'm making it happen. I'm not surprised. I can't wait for this, actually. I think it's going to be pretty great. So, mm -hmm. well, you guys, you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care. Mm -hmm.